0: Hi guys, welcome to In The Stands. Thank you for joining us. There was four games today. There was plenty to talk about. Uh, Harry does join us later on in the episode, so uh, look out for that. But Jamie, we can talk about it in the introduction. What should mm. people look out for? What games did we talk about?
1: Talk about all of them, funny enough, yeah. Yes, it was we a class day. We had, we had an, in fact, we sat and watch them all back-to-back. Socially back.
0: distanced. Socially socially dist- no, not back-to-back, not back. we were socially distanced. We weren't back-to-back. Back. <laughs> oh, be. Uh... you
1: are funny, are we? <laughs> anyway, we covered from the controversies of the Brighton-Arsenal game, a few yeah. injuries may have taken place. Mm-hmm. Then we move on to many other games that have taken place <laughs> that I do not <laughs> remember. you can't remember. I'll, I'll, leicester uh, reintroduce you. the 2 90-minute battle. Two 90-minute
0: bangers of goals that we covered. Mm. We had Wolves with their easy victory against... <laughs> uh, West Ham. Do West, West Ham, Ham look in danger? They're getting ever closer to that drop-down zone. They're Crystal Palace with on. a professional win to Bournemouth. Uh, looked very comfortable for Crystal Palace against Bournemouth. Not scoring the goals, but definitely conceding mm. them. So looking like they're in real trouble. Played to talk about. A couple of transfer sagos. Luke Shaw now talking about how he wants Man United to progress. Another interesting one to talk about as well. And finally, Harry gave us a little round-up of the Championship to know what's going on there as well. It's all hot up. A lot of close places between the... Uh, The playoffs
1: isn't there, Jamie. As I said later on the podcast, I said it's crazy. The championship uh, from tenth to Hmm. further battling all for that one playoff promotion place.
0: Yeah, it's anyway.
1: Find out more by listening to the podcast, and I hope you enjoy. Hope you
0: enjoy. There's plenty of that and more to talk about. Listen to it now. Hi guys, welcome back to the daily roundup. We have four games today, football all throughout the day, so plenty to talk well, shall about. Should we go for now the guys, most is there anything eventful you want to game? Okay, Arsenal one with?
2: in Brighton, Brighton two, Arsenal one. What, what, what do you guys kind of what, what are your thoughts
1: I think we agree on One. It, yeah. it was a quite a boring game to be. Most games are boring today, apart from I mean, apart from all the goals. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a cracker goal from um, Nicholas Pepe the 72 million pound man then the game took a bit of a turn after an interesting um, after an interesting goal line decision ball that's the word I'm looking for took <laughs> returned it yeah. worked this this time which is thankful to see and then yeah. a very controversial second goal after the injury Lenin. of... Oh, well, yeah, the injury Carson's of Leno in the first half. And that's Leno? What, should we Leno. go to that first? There we go. will
2: go chronologically through the game. What are your guys' thoughts? You know, Did he yeah. really need to go in like that? Is it just part of the game? Obviously, you didn't really mean for him to get injured. It's just one of those moments that happens. And it's sort of turned the tie of the game due to the fact that Leno has mm-hmm. probably won Arsenal so many points this season. And then he, he gets injured, and now Martinez comes on, who's only had what six Premier League appearances in his whole time at Arsenal. So, first, we'll just say, What, what are your guys' uh, thoughts yeah, on the more Leno sort of challenge, yeah. and also the aftermath of it as well?
0: Well, a lot of people saying that mm. there's been a back and forth between um, Maupai, is that the best way Malpai, yeah, and uh, Leno. And I think if that's anywhere else in the box. It's just a kind of a little bit of an afters and they would like bump off each other really. But the fact is that it's on the edge of the box and the striker is trying to force an error there. And what Leno's done is he's realized it's then going out, but he's committed to holding it. So he's planted his feet to try and make sure that he stays in the box and he's holding it. And then if he takes contact, it's a foul, not him taking it out. So as a goalkeeping way, Leno's done the right thing. But the problem is, he's planted that foot, and uh, the contact means it's put pressure on that knee where you don't want that pressure. So, as much as uh, I think it's a horrible injury and it was indirectly caused by uh, the Brighton striker, I don't think there was any malice in it. And um, yeah, I think Leno was taking his frustration out rather than um, actually blaming. Uh, yeah, I
2: think that's, yeah, that's just you, my You thing. summed it, it up pretty well it. there that if he doesn't get injured from from that challenge, it's just a bit of a bit of afters. There might be a few, a couple of players annoyed, but if no one got injured, people sort of forget about it. Whereas they just caused a really serious injury to one of their most important players this season, piled that off on the two injuries they've got already, plus the suspension to David Louise. Going into their next game against Southampton, you know, a team that's just won 3 0, going through such a confident period against Norwich, firing them goals left, right, and centre. and oh, they've lost the goalkeeper that's won them so many points. How much of an effect do you think that will have on, you know, their chances of winning that next game, especially because they've lost two on the bounce?
0: Yeah, yeah I've Confidence is going to, Oh go on John, but
1: What were you going to say I can, To be honest I can sit Either way Because Arsenal you know, Especially lose, Arsenal aren't a team To lose three games In a row I think it could it, it affect them In a positive way To, to be honest Harry As I think this will Give them the kick at the bum They need Obviously it's a bit Of a shame Let went out Injured And that could um, Benefit Southampton. Yes However A team like Arsenal Shouldn't really Go three games Without a win Or a draw yeah. I do back to Hanson to win it? However, I can also see it again the other way. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be very interesting to see
0: what Arsenal's reaction will be because they've had mm. two goes now to try and prove themselves. And to be fair, they got off on the right foot with uh, Pepe's finish and you saw that bit of class that he offered. Um, but it, it just seemed like, it, again, concentration levels in the, the, the typical Arsenal way of holding... What they have, it, it slipped away quite easily, and um, mm. they. Uh, I think that puts them in tenth now, so they're mid-table. Which, for a side oh. of their quality and the um, amount they've invested, is very, um, oh. very worrying for them, isn't it? I mean, Crystal Palace, uh, Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace <laughs> have uh, leapfrogged them. So, uh, yeah, very, very interesting to see what Arsenal's reaction will be. But, yeah. There we go. Uh, do we want Another one I want to talk about is Watford-Leicester and the fact that I, it was very similar today. I don't know what it was. It must just be the first game back, but it seemed like the first 60 or so minutes were all very dull. And then for some <laughs> reason, the games today just kicked on from about the, the second walk to break onwards, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't know what it is. The... Uh, but Watford-Leicester had two brilliant goals in the
2: 90th minute, didn't it? Yeah, it does seem, it does seem well, a bit what, odd,
0: to be fair. What's your assessment on? That's <laughs> I don't know that. Tell the us, that, that tell us the last I <laughs> think it's because both yeah. teams are trying to suss each other
2: out in the first 16 minutes. No one's over-committing any area because it's always more difficult to get back in the game. So I think it's just I think it's just a lack of match sharpness, in all fairness. I think they've only had, yeah. what, one or two pre-season or... Pre mid-season <laughs> friendlies, to be fair. So I think it's just that lack of match sharpness, and then when they've get got the new substitutes on fresh yeah. legs, they've seen it in a couple yeah. games this season. Sorry, today anyway, where the, the subs came on and bam, that sort of made the difference. And I think that's sort of what's what what it is today. I think tiredness and a lack of and a lack of concentration is is quite a big reason for many of the goals going in.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, we're, we're on the uh, the Watford and Leicester goals, both brilliant goals. If you had to cut hairs, Jambo, which is the better goal for you?
1: <sighs> it's a tough question because um, obviously, acrobatics um, from, how do say the name for me? I've forgotten it. Dawson. And Craig Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, absolute one strike from Ben Chilwell. Yeah. I'll give Chilwell personally because of the run of play. Well, I'm not to say it was obviously easy from um, Dawson, mm. but. I think it's more impressive from Chearwell. As Yes, Dawson is a centre back who isn't really known <laughs> is for it, his defence. I was about to say that the Dawson one was a bit no good goal. It's a tough question. Not, to no, 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 on. I, I think that on was a unfair. Fence, but it, sort of,
2: it went just slightly to the right cast where Casper punched it off, off the Ooh. bar. And so right, I'm not taking anything away from the strike, just the fact that it was, it was a good strike. Mm. Well,
1: in a way, though, Harry, you could tell the same about Chilwell, because he's not known for his goals, really, is he? He's a le- but he didn't put that top corner, and that's the difference. And For mm. me, if you had to look at it technically,
0: Chilwell's was a beautiful finish, and you would find that from a seasoned yeah. striker, let alone a, mm. a, a left-back, I'm thinking. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But uh, Craig Dawson, for me, it's just hilarious. <laughs> the fact that Leicester think they've got three points, and a aged centre-back steps up, turns <laughs> round and puts a bicycle kick in against Getschris Michael um, for me that edges it just because of the situation I mean a 93rd minute win a bicycle kick from your centre back things I mean, though with, I mean, with have 39-40%
2: exactly. of the exactly. ball but they did seem alive in the game in the first 15 minutes they're a bit dry Leicester were yeah. dominating and could have scored one or two but after that it's quite an, it was quite an mm. even affair and even when they went 1-0 down in the 90th minute they could have been forgiven for sort of not, not, not trying, but just the fact that when you can see the goal that late on, it's sort of where you're not going to get another equaliser. They've got a lot more life than West Ham and Bournemouth, who both lost today. Yeah. Do you think Watford have enough to stay up, especially after seeing Bournemouth and West Ham's performances from this afternoon?
1: Oh, 100%, especially of Norwich. I think, they're, I, hate to say, I think they're dead in the water, to be completely honest. And born their run of fitches, they have, if you look at it um, plain simply, you don't really see any wins coming from anywhere apart from a draw against Southampton, maybe. That is the only place we will likely see any points coming. And yeah. especially in West, West Ham are in danger. However, if they don't turn around, it's just a bit of a. <sighs> Deserve to go down on paper, but how they just it's just such a mixed match for them to actually um gel as a squad. That's a problem they have at West Ham. And every year they bring in and bring out so many different players, there's no chance of them to gel. That's what's what, wrong with them as well, why so I think they could West possibly get down. They,
2: they stayed level for quite a long time, similar to the other games. Today yeah. and then it was just a moment of quality. It's a great ball in from Adama Traore, who came off the bench and really made an impact in that game. Was part of two of the goals. Great ball into Jimenez, and when you give Jimenez a header from six yards out, even against Fabianski, he's not gonna he's not gonna miss from there. And that sort of set the tone for the game.
0: Mm. I commented to you guys how impressed I was with Traore stepping up his ability to now create that end product I think is he now on 8 assists which only has Kevin De Bruyne ahead of him Uh, I mean if you mentioned that a year ago people probably wouldn't believe you because he looked like a guy who whose main uh, asset was just speed and strength but (laughs) the fact that now he's putting end product onto his uh, playmaking and his finishing shows he is turning into a uh, 8
1: assists only 4 guards and 73% pass accuracy
0: (laughs) Brilliant. There you go.
1: Um but I, I was say I was saying
0: to uh you, Harry, I think I, I was mentioning is Triore someone they've got to keep, or is there someone in that team that is more important to them? Like when you when you look at that Wolves mm. team and because has been around the not, block, not that he's played old, is, the he's, he's still Wolves yeah. and
2: so other things. Got... But yeah, for me, mm. there's a couple more important players You see you see him and right up front, and he's I think he's he's fantastic. He's he's an all round striker, he scored a lot of goals mm. from this season, not just in the league, but the Europa League as well. You've got Connor Cody at the central centre of that defence who just works really well with the system. He was in the championship with Wolves, um, captained them even when Nuno took over and has been part of that. Don't see at right back. I think he's got a massive amount of goal contributions for a wing back. I think he's only behind Trent Alexander-Arnold oh, yeah. and maybe Robertson as well for his his contributions. And obviously Patrice is massive as well. But apart from that, you'd probably say Troye is that important. You know, thing mm. that play <clears> in that. Piece. But once again, like you said, is he in a purple patch or is he...
0: I think, I think what is you've uh, mentioned... Is, that,
2: is he actually turning into that all-rounded winger rather than it just being a form sort of thing?
0: Mm. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see how he keeps on going. But I think what you mentioned there is mm. a clear spine to that team, which has propelled them really well. And uh, I'm very interested because their team is very... Mm quite small in the fact of the the selection-wise. So he has got to try and make more substitutions, which he maybe might not want to really do um, if he wants that close-knit squad. And uh, obviously Europa League may be starting back up again. So um, it'd be interesting to see how the team goes on with the rest of the fixtures because they they got promoted and they're already in Europa League. I thought that was an amazing achievement from them. And we haven't really seen a fall-off. We see a lot of teams hit that Europa League on a good season and then potentially drop yeah. off with the fixture congestion. We haven't seen that so far from Wolves, have we? Can they keep
1: up, Chavo? thing is, I say, it's a bit... I don't want to refer him as like Southampton, but it like, is a bit like Southampton. The first two seasons we came up under... As soon as we came up, as soon as I got our manager, um, Pochettino, in, we were a f- changed side. Mm. And part, the only thing difference between us and them is they managed to keep their players... If they can keep their player for another, their, all their players, like I said, their core players, maybe lose Traore. Possibly only Liverpool were linked with him. I don't think that would go very far. If they get their players overseas, I could really see them taking take one of the top spaces in the league, especially Europa League's places and secure that for the next coming years.
0: Yeah, I think they are definitely a good batter in Europa League side. Aren't they? I don't really see them challenging with uh, the kind of like traditional set. But then again, Arsenal are, on rebuilding so I think they could try and battle around there so I think they could definitely push for Europa League I think they've got a bigger
2: ability as well because they've shown their potential and I think as bad as it sounds I think going forward they're also more ambitious just spending £30 million on a player like Jimenez you wouldn't see Southampton that's more of a Leicester move than a Southampton move so I can see it as a more sustainable thing like I said my only concern is that Mm. squad depth because I look at their bunch And you've got Neto, who scored a phenomenal goal. He's only just coming through, but he's a regular player. Gibbs-White is in and out. Ruddy's is their second-back, choice-back goalkeeper. And Traore, apart from that, you've got Burr, Mm -hmm. Kilman. Sorry, Vinagre, he he, he plays quite a bit as well. But Castello-Potent and Caveso-Giordano, or Giordano, all of them, they... They youth players, they're not first team players, and take those <laughs> away, and that's probably about a fifteen man squad, which is good. Then if you get two or three can happen. Then they might be in a bit of trouble, but they're sort of rising that wave at the moment, and it seems like they're not they're not going to fall off the surfboard.
0: Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice analogy. I mean, I'm looking at the uh, the news that's going to hit for tomorrow's headlines. Looks like um, the Mail on Sunday, so tomorrow's paper is doing a feature on uh, Juventus have joined, Man United mm-hmm. and Real Madrid and both trying to sign uh, Raul Jimenez. So obviously he's hit amazing form with uh, Wolves and been that consistent finisher for them for two seasons. And that's obviously piqued the interest of uh, European giants. And, you know, like, like we said, they haven't sold their best players so far, but is this the first time we're going to see Wolves' rec- next stage of recruitment being tested because can they really keep Jimenez tied down if I think you nice rumours, but Woodridge a lot of times New you'll Ventures see these rumors
2: on players that are in form and they never happen like from our personal experience Danny Ings was registered with Manchester United apparently but obviously that that was never going to happen I say that they, they, they signed De I say you never know of Manchester United's transfer policy but the mm. thing is They are challenging for the Champions League. And I know that sounds mental because it's Wolves, but they've picked up another three points here today against, yes, a West Ham side that isn't in great form. And I think it's the first time since 2019 that they haven't scored in back-to-back games or something ridiculous like that. They're getting the points where they need to and they are making progress, even from last season. They're making progress when no no one expects it, even with that amount of fixture congestion. I've, I can't pull up the table. I try and pull it up as quickly as I can. Wolves are sixth on 46, just two points behind Chelsea, who obviously have a game in hand in them. But if Chelsea slip up against Aston Villa, they're two points on right. fourth, and they've played the same amount of games. So it's going to be a real tight run. In. I, I wouldn't rule Wolves out of, of a top four space, even especially top five, if Manchester City get their Champions League ban.
0: A couple of uh, VAR calls today, which uh, nothing got prosecuted, but there was a um, a heart, well, a rash challenge to the ankle. I can't remember who the player was. Can you remember the one? A
2: a swish change to Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace,
0: and. See, that's just the professional nice I am, you there, see. Ollie. I mean, it doesn't really work when we pay attention to it, but hey, we'll, we'll <laughs> keep moving, we'll keep moving. Uh, so yeah, Bournemouth-Crystal Palace, we'll talk about that decision of that that challenge. Now, for me, it got called up for serious foul play and it wasn't overturned. For me, when you see those studs up and an ankle buckling, mm. I think that's he's, go, he's got to be going. Uh, is that just me or am I being too harsh watching it on the replay?
1: Oh, I, th- I I I do agree with you, however... It, I think the those challenges it sounds like that they only really go for it if the players get truly injured I, I think the, the way the VR ref it is just a bit un, unfortunate thing that happened where even though the studs were up I just think that I, I, would, I don't understand why that there wasn't a red card if it was meant to if you know I mean because I think the the ref who was in the VR today surely he would have thought that was intent because he didn't even get a yellow card it was just a, a bit of a clumsy challenge. And I, think it's a, was a bit higher. I think it was
2: a bit higher than the red leg card. He might have done. Or if he stamped downwards, it might have been. But I think yeah. there was a clear intent to get the ball. I think he got the ball first and then went mm. through the man. So I think it was, if he didn't get the ball at all and he was a bit higher and it was a bit more malicious, I'd exactly, say fair yeah. enough. But because he got the ball and it was just sort of a follow through, I can see, it going, I could see yeah. it going either way. But I'm not surprised he hasn't given the red cards.
0: Yeah, fair play. And uh, to be fair, I've just realised this now, looking through the uh, back pages of Tomorrow, um, the the headline photo for, uh, yeah, what is it, Mail on Sunday, is Wendouzi uh, holding Malpai by the neck. I don't know when this actually occurred, but um, it's a pretty bad still image and nothing was uh, shown at the time. No VAR calling it for uh, violent conduct is there a chance we will see retrospective action on that or is that well, just you, hustle and bustle? Either way... Was well, that during the way, game or afterwards a in the little collision they had? I, it built. might sound bad but I, I think, think either
1: way they're, they're going to go
2: soft and you know, I th- I th- I'm going to think they'll turn a blind eye to it and not do anything. They should because it, you, you, you just can't do that sort of stuff. Mm. But I, th- I think they'll turn a blind eye and sort of... Because Arsenal have lost two yeah. on the bounce... And I've already got David Luiz suspended, Leno's injuries, And um, so there's <laughs> Jacker and another centre-back as well. I think I think that they'll they let it go for now. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Express back page, just looking at the ones that will be released tomorrow in the shops. Um, Shaw's come out. And so I know this was uh, yesterday, but it's an interview that Shaw did uh, today talking about Manchester United and trying to kick on. Uh, Shaw came out in the press and saying that they need to play Pogba from the start in order to try and get that success. And obviously we saw him feature as a substitute, make an impact straight away by uh, getting that penalty from Dyer with a bit of a quick feat. And I know we covered it yesterday, if you want to see our uh, analysis of the actual uh, Man United game, then you can go and click on that in our previous episode. But just quickly on that, do you think Shaw's in right in needing Pogba from the start in order to get those results? (laughs) I think. Sorry, I
2: thought. I, I thought you're on Manchester United expert, oh, so I was expecting you to. I thought.
1: I thought. I thought. Oh, he, be quiet, Harry. I be thought, quiet, I thought Mr. you were going to come in, Mr. West think, Brom over there. I know it sounds. You. <laughs> well, t- one thing I would say to be fair, Harry, is he got the penalty by being out of position and playing a bit of a right wing, sort of right mid role. So he can't really make it impactful impact by sound. being out of position. I think of position, Johnny, so let his manager make decisions
2: you? and not not make him make decisions to be honest with you I think he should trust what Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's doing uh, because Paul Popper hasn't played he's played eight games this season to be honest so I think it's not right for him to start just yet especially when they've came into such a hot patch of form they're not going to switch up their midfield already so I think to be honest I think Luke Shaw as bad as it sounds perfect your job at left back before
0: you become the manager of Manchester United mm. Fair enough, and uh, Harry, you mentioned uh, Jamie's affinity with Man United. Jamie hit back with your affinity with West Brom. Can you give us any updates with the Championship? If the you know uh, what happened with there West was a Brom or any other sides contenders for the league in
2: the a late two 0 win against uh, Fulham, so that doesn't that helps both sides, but it also really helps West Brom and Leeds because it means that Fulham didn't make up any ground. Uh, West Brom drew nil 0 with Birmingham, one of their rivals, so. Yeah. You know, West Ham did dominate, but they also only had one shot on target out of their 18. Something ridiculous like that. So, nilner's probably probably a fair reflection. Charleston beat uh, Hull City, so that's going to really help their case of staying in the league. Uh, and Derby beat Millwall. I think Louis Sibley got a hat trick. One of their really really good young players. I've seen him play a couple of times this season, and I think he's, he's a real bright spark. And I think. They've got an outside chance mm-hmm. of getting into playoffs. And I said it a couple of days ago. Despite the fact that they're tenth or twelfth or four to eight, I think they're gonna make play- I think they're gonna make playoffs. I think i going to, Yeah, I think 10th. they're gonna make playoffs. But Is that Darwin?
0: No chance Darwin make a right. playoff to that. Well they're, they're they're three points above them at the moment. Uh, Bristol City, Millwall and Cardiff all dropping down. Swansea and Blackburn showing Big close. Win for Blackburn. I mean, uh, both one Tomorrow's point north, off those two. Too. But yeah, Derby sitting in twelve at the moment. Yeah, that that really pushes them closer, doesn't it? Um, yeah, Derby three points off at the moment. If they hit their, continue to hit their form, they've got a chance. But I guess mm. they also need to a little bit of luck to swing their their way. I mean, they got three results that went all right for them. Uh, West Brom just...
1: fourth for that point, mm. so it's up to Leeds as well. What were you gonna say, Jumbo? I, like, I think it's crazy in the Championship how from Absolutely. third yeah. to I would argue thirteenth, they're all challenging. For that one one spot in the Premier League, I think it's ridiculously mm. ridiculous how close that league is. Yeah,
0: it, it is a uh, crazy, isn't it? And um, yeah, like I said, Leeds uh, just dropping down, but obviously you've got that game in hand, so can Cardiff. Go Cardiff, Cardiff, it's World. Who are
1: they play in Leeds? <laughs> you got any idea, Harry? They are. Uh, so- like Damn you, Harry. <laughs> um <laughs> 11, so Obviously, that could
0: help Derby's prospect as well to try and get into a uh, playoffs as well. Leeds do take all three points off them. So, another one they to should, watch out for. That one as fair. well. be fair. Do you see them him taking all three points, Harry?
2: And surely, from that point, yeah. they cannot bustle and And I think... <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think they will. To be but fair, you would still love to they'll see they'll it in the second pre-season <laughs> because they play quite a highly energetic brand of football, and they've had this three month rest. And now they're going to come back. Nine games left of the season, mm. and I think. I think they're going to do it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And uh, should we have a quick little look ahead and see what's coming up tomorrow? So tomorrow it is Father's Day, so the fathers can sit down and watch football all day tomorrow. We've got a first game kick off Newcastle versus Sheffield United. Um, I don't know what I predicted, predicted for that one, but what do we guys think it's going to be? We can stick some predictions oh. on record now. Sheffield United
1: right. two one. Two I one. I can see record. a clean sheet. Um, <laughs> Uh, record being In a 2-1 oh right yes. <laughs> I just trying to think Good of the same.
2: words Mix. <laughs> I enough. think it's going to be um, I think it's going really to yeah, Jamie, did. Think it's
0: gonna be quite a draft one all I think it's going
2: to be a draft one
0: all what I bet I'm looking at my predictions I made at the start of the week I said uh, Newcastle won Shuffling United won because Newcastle so I know the home bias doesn't really work but Newcastle When they're at home, they they keep it pretty close, don't they? So I think a 1-0 is a fair reflection. That's what I reckon. Uh, villa Chelsea's also at quarter past four. So another interesting one there. Villa having to get something out of that game, they can potentially jump out of that relegation spot if they do pick up points. Um, But Chelsea obviously visiting them, who uh, again, trying to maintain that that, fourth spot, I believe. uh, Yeah, fourth. So, yeah. Really trying to remember that Champions League. His uh, what do we reckon, Chelsea Ooh. versus Villa?
1: What I can see Villa scrapping one, personally. Really? Honestly, I genuinely think Villa have a chance to stay up because out of all the teams in the relegation battle, I think they're the ones that really have a fight to them and are passionate about them. I think phone. they got
0: some tough fixtures, though. I think that's
1: the, know, that's but, the one
0: thing that. Uh... So
1: did Bournemouth, only, So did West Ham. I think out of all of them three, because I think Norwich and um, Aeon. Brighton, in my opinion, are going to go down. I yeah. think there's then two could easily up than one. So,
0: <laughs> Villa need a win to be able to get out of the relegation zone by tomorrow. They're on 26, both Bournemouth and West Ham on 27, but obviously a draw won't affect goal difference, which they are two points adrift of Bournemouth. So, um, if they win by a two, two goal margin, then they can get. Well, they can uh, go mm. to... The thing is, Oli. Uh, oh, they can go to 16th if they... Mm. The thing they is, well,
1: we could be excited. Sure. It could get on the Lark in the mm. season with West Ham playing Aston Villa. I mean, very that'd true. be quite an exciting game. Could be very interesting... Mm. So, if you, if
0: you believe Villa are going to get out in 19th, who do you reckon the two teams to drop well, down into it? <laughs> even, even though they I won said, uh, today...
1: Bournemouth and they Brighton, gonna, in my And they're going to drop. Ah, okay. I don't know, so... Uh, so yeah, I, I, I I do I know, basically my four, I think, will go down. There's three that go down. I, I know, I know, Ollie. <laughs> I know, I'm, <laughs> say, I'm just saying. Okay. I think basically uh, it's Norwich, Bournemouth, I'm, I'm an idiot, and Brighton, yeah, three. I'm throwing out there, yeah. So, like I said, I think West Ham could, well, should save it, realistically, like I've said quite a few times. Mm. Um, Watford are all right, but Bournemouth, no chance. They'll get any more points this season other than a draw against Southampton. So you it's think
0: me. Villa are going to nick it. What do you reckon? A 1-0 or a
1: 2-1? A scrappy 1-0. A classic Villa game. Yeah, I'd, I'd I say it's no. think really good one. going to be you from
2: A reckon? hard-battled game against Sheffield United. And they can see it either way in the fact that they were able to get a point where they probably shouldn't have done because yep. of that ghost goal. And they might bounce straight into this game but for me I think they're going to be tired their squad depth just isn't that deep I think Chelsea players are going to be really ready to go to fight for that Champions League spot due to the fact that Manchester United drop points
0: yeah fair enough so we both agreed on 2-0 great moments think alike and the final game of tomorrow is Everton versus Liverpool the Merseyside derby headlining tomorrow so A very interesting one there, Everton hosting Liverpool. Can Liverpool kick back into their winning ways they had before the break? What do we see there? (laughs) I reckon Everton will bag a goal, but it won't be enough. I think Liverpool will leave with
1: a 2-1 win. Myself, anyway, what do you reckon? Will it be the mighty Richarlison who scores? He's claiming Hmm. he can get past Van Dijk any time he wants.
0: I think Calvert-Lewin will be very up for it and I think he will get one against Liverpool. But I still think the powerhouse of Liverpool will be too much. So I think Calvert-Lewin's definitely not because he's in my fantasy. Calvert-Lewin getting on the team, team sheet, <laughs> court <laughs> sheet even, and I think Liverpool will get goals.
1: Yeah, I'd say 3-0 win Liverpool. I think fair it'll be enough. scrappy, but
0: I think they'll
2: get 2-1. i don't think anywhere near that of Liverpool. And To be fair, you could say that compared to any other team in the league, to be honest with you. So it's not that they're Everton. It's just the fact that they are playing against Liverpool. And despite the fact they can't win the league, I think they'll go three points closer. And I think they Mm. will win 2-1. What can I say? So we had the exact
1: same prediction for all three results, Now
0: We We obviously just...
1: so, I just have ass in Aston Villa, boys. That's all it is. All right, leave me alone. I mean,
0: yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, we can see how uh, correct we are with those predictions. We will be back for another daily episode tomorrow after we've seen those fixtures and all the talking points of it. So make sure you join us. Make sure if you're on a podcast, you subscribe on there, or you can stick the notification bell on on the YouTube so you get the video versions of these. If that's you know more down your alley, it's up to you, really. But yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, might as well tell you who I'm with so it's me Ollie just and my non-co-host today which were <laughs> Harry Jamie. say goodbye
1: Harry oh. okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, go on Jamie you can say goodbye again I was just sneak in there yeah. but yes Jamie the mighty Jamie Allen <laughs> I'd like to say goodbye <laughs> thanks for listening and we'll see you I don't next want to say goodbye anyway. see you next time